Welcome to AOM Podcast, episode 19. Let's get to it. Saturday, 
uh, took the wife to a concert that was uh, streamed in theaters. It's like a live, it's supposed to be a live feed of uh, of a concert of the of BTS. So I played uh, one of their songs there. I don't know, the song was tight. Like, it got me really hyped up. I was, uh, it was, it was an interesting experience. It was pretty cool. I've never, I've, I've only been to like one concert in my entire life, like actual concert, which was one that I took my wife to, to, it was Enrique Iglesias. That's right. That's the, my first concert ever was Enrique Iglesias. And back when uh, Jay Balvin was nobody, cause he was the opener <laughs> of that concert. Me and my wife were like, who the hell is this clown? That's kind of funny now. Cause he's like, you know, pretty, pretty huge now. And uh, this was a few years back, and so I've never been to another concert. I've always wanted to go to other ones, but you know, I don't think uh, I don't know if I'll ever go to any anything else. But I uh, the BTS, you know, oh, I fell into that group. I like a couple songs that they have. Like I'm not gonna lie, they're pretty uh, they're pretty dope. And uh, you know, but a lot of people think it's like you know Korean pop. But I learned. You know, I've heard a couple of their songs and I'm like, okay, some of it was like, you know, Korean like rap and it was pretty solid. But I'll tell you what, after going and watching this, man, these dudes get down. Like, it was pretty legit. I was actually, uh, I was rather impressed and entertained. But it was interesting experience. So we go to the theaters here in um, Riverbank, uh, California at the Galaxy Theater. A couple theaters were doing this. And um, I guess there was a show in, in South Korea, one of their concerts. And he said it was like a live broadcast, so as we're watching it, it's supposed to be happening. But I don't know, due to science and time, you know, zones and whatnot, it didn't really match up because that would mean there was like six in the morning over there. But the concert looked nighttime. Either way, it was pretty cool. It was a pretty fun. Uh, it was an interesting experience. You know, they showed like the stage being all set. We got there a little bit early. And then uh, once the concert started, you know, they would play like a little intro video and then you'll see the actual concert it was crazy because they did it all in the rain it was like raining at this at the the time when they did it and um it was a trip it was like you know it was, it was in a i don't know what what the stadium was of the in korea in south korea but in seoul um korea south korea and uh what do you call it i don't know which stadium it was probably one of their famous stadiums unfortunately i'm not too familiar and um anyways so there was no snow, no uh, roof or nothing. So it was all open and it was raining and uh, it was a trip. They were, you know, dancing and doing all their stuff. But I'll tell you what, man, like it threw me out. It threw me off because these people, these dudes, they, they get down and they were like, they're rapping. Like, you know, I don't understand half the things they were saying, but it sounded tight. <laughs> and uh, it was cool though. It was, it was very entertaining. Um, it was me. It was funny because we were sitting there and I'm like looking around I'm like, and I think I'm the only dude here. Like I didn't see any other guys. And then uh, it was funny. I saw one. I saw. I finally saw a dude come in. He had a hat on with the hoodie on. Like he was like you know trying to be incognito. And so it was hella funny. Goes with see. I'm just sitting there chilling. I ain't got no hoodie or nothing. I'm just chilling. I'm eating some popcorn. I got some nachos. My my uh, blue raspberry icy. You know I'm, a, I'm I'm like I'm at the show. You know what I mean? I'm at the movie theater. So I'm just like shh, I'm chilling, reclining chairs. You know I'm full. I'm full. Just chillaxing. And um, it was funny because the seat next to us, there was a single seat next to us. We were close to one of the aisles. And um, these two, uh, this couple comes up, older, um, 
you know, uh, Asian couple, beautiful, beautiful people. And beautiful. These, these two were just hilarious because he comes, they come up and, you know, the, the gentleman's all with the hoodie on and he's like, he goes and she's like telling him sit here because, you know, they had to split their seats. So there's a seat there by itself. She's telling him to sit there. And in front of him, there's another row and there's a single chair there. And that's where she sat. So they, they sat separate from one another. And, uh, and uh, what do you call it? He's like, see, you're not the only guy here. She says it. And it's so funny because I'm starting, I'm starting laughing. And then she like turns to me. She's like, thank you for being here. And this because, you know, he thought he was gonna be the only guy. And he was in the same way. He had a hoodie on the whole nine yards. So he was trying to be in there all discreet. And uh, so he, me and this dude, we were just chilling. Uh, his wife takes off before the show starts, comes back with a full, you know, big old beer for him. So he's just chilling there drinking his beer. I'm just chilling there, you know, and all the girls are going crazy after they announce each of the, of the, of the guys and everything. And I'm just sitting there like, and you know, what's going to happen. I, I know a couple songs, a couple songs are dope. Okay, let's go. And nah, man, when they, when they started, whew, they came out with like, fire like the thunder it was a trip like it was very entertaining um really good showmanship and i like it because you know they're entertainers you know yeah they can they they can sing and they, and they sound great but they can dance too and like that's the best you know because when they're doing the whole choreography and everything i mean there's seven dudes in the in the in the bts group and um they're all doing their choreography and everything's like on point and the show was just fantastic so anyways that song right there i just played in the beginning it was i don't know just it gets me hyped up it's pretty it's a pretty dope song like if you don't listen to them like listen to a couple of their songs and um it's not like so much pop like you know some of the mainstream stuff has been pop but if you go like go through the deep cuts like there's a song called um mic drop pretty legit if you're into like rap there's another one called Ooh. <laughs> e40 but uh you know that one's pretty legit too and and then like there's like one of like most of the dudes like they were initially rappers but then they you know created the group or whatever and so there's a couple of them that within their songs they'll like drop a quick little verse or whatnot so i don't know it's cool like i think more people should give them a shot and listen to them because they're pretty uh they're pretty legit so but i had a good time it was fun i uh definitely recommend it but anyways off to the next thing. So there's a lot, man, there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot of like, um, announcements, pop culture, things that just happen, um, specifically in the comic book entertainment verse, um, to be even more specifically, you know, um, Disney plus Disney plus is doing some crazy things right now. So I'm pretty excited, pretty interested to see what's going to happen. Um, with, uh, Marvel and, uh, Lucasfilm. So big teaser drop of the Obi-Wan Kenobi Disney Plus show. Very excited for that. Definitely talk about that towards the end because kind of want to go over a little bit. Um, And then Disney Plus got some other shows coming up. But before we get into those, a couple things that happened yesterday or today that are now available. First and foremost, in theaters, if you're excited to see Morbius, the next Marvel Sony film, Tickets are on sale now. Check it out. April 1st when it releases. So I got got my tickets. Going to be doing that on the 31st of March. Uh, and then Sonic 2. Tickets are on sale as well. And that one comes out November. Uh, oh, oh, my God. April 8th. Be doing that one on April 7th as well. 
Uh, my kids are stoked for that film. I love the first Sonic movie. I thought it was a, I thought it was a really good film that they uh, they did there. So if you haven't seen Sonic, check it out. Uh, I actually really entertaining. Um, I love the the actors in there. The uh, voice of Sonic. Uh, I I only know him as John Raphael from Parks and Rec, <laughs> but uh, it's a really good movie. Uh, definitely excited for Morbius. See how that goes. And then released today on. Uh, digital format spider-man no way home so if you want to finally watch spider-man no way home and you're doing it the right way you know the legit way you can purchase the digital version of the film now um i got it for of course my uh itunes from apple tv and everything already watched it fantastic watch most of the special i feel like the special features are not all there so just be be aware of that they're gonna make you double dip i mean i was already gonna double dip to begin with i was gonna buy it in a 4k blu-ray when it releases in april 12th i want to say um but there's like no deleted scenes which i was a little i was kind of bummed out i was like what they don't have the deleted scenes on here um so digital version of it is limited and i think they're doing that on purpose so that way you know either a when it comes out on blu-ray you have to buy the physical copy to see all that stuff or b when it comes out on blu-ray they'll add all the extra um all the extra bonus features um, it has like a bloopers reel, a couple behind the scenes, uh, choreography and, um, you know, the spider, uh, all three of the Spider-Man, Toby, Andrew and, uh, Tom Holland, two separate segments. Uh, they have a segment with Willem and, um, Jamie Foxx and, oh my God, I can't think of the, uh, the other actor who played Doc Ock right now. Um, but anyways, they, they have their own little, um, whatchamacallit, little segment there, um, couple daily bugle segments and then just a couple other random little things you know nothing too crazy so it's got enough special features but not a lot i feel like it's missing a lot so um, i'm hoping that's done on purpose like i said um so we might have to wait until it comes out on blu-ray to get the rest of the stuff but the movie itself looks gorgeous 4k the whole nine yards streaming um but yeah so that's what's out right now if you're um, not up to date Get your movie tickets for Morbius as well as Sonic 2. And then Spider-Man No Way Home is available digital purchase. Um, so before we get into the Disney Plus stuff, I got to go talk a little bit about DC. So a few days ago, DC released um, an updated release date for a lot of their films, which I'm really disappointed in. I I don't... I don't know. I think this is, this is a weird, interesting move that WB... Warner Brothers is doing um, I their reasoning behind it to me was kind of bleh but I don't know I feel competition and this year is just really filled with a lot of stuff so I personally think they rearranged the release dates um, to accommodate you know money like always profit Um I think uh, they, they reason they move some of these title, most of this stuff, they rearrange everything is they, they claim it's because of visual effects. They need more time to um, do some of the visual effects. So what was releasing this year, they made like this whole big old trailer, like what's to come in 2022 from DC films and what it means to be a hero and whatnot. Started off with the Batman, which is out now. Um, and then it was supposed to be, I believe black Adam and then Aquaman, and then The Flash. 
So those are going to be Warner Brothers' big four movies coming out this year. Well, they rearranged all that. So Batman, unfortunately, is out, and it'll be on Disney Plus um, in a couple of weeks. So, or not Disney Plus, um, sorry, HBO Max in a couple of weeks. So you'll be able to check that out if you haven't gone into theaters. I recommend going to theaters, but again, this movie, The Batman, has not been for everyone, which is hilarious. Excuse me, I want to take a sip out of this Terramana. Delicious. So here's some of the adjustments they've made. Um, so DC uh, League of Super Pets animated film, which stars uh, Dwayne Johnson as um, Crypto, Superman's dog. And then we have Kevin Hart in there. And they just announced, um, well, John Krasinski is playing Superman. And then they just announced Keanu Reeves is the voice of Batman. Hilarious. Um, that one was supposed to release May 20th of this year. They delayed it to uh, July 29th. So that's when Super Pets comes out. I'm actually excited for this movie. I'm going to check it out. Um, looks entertaining. Uh, you know, I know uh, Toes Up will disagree, but, uh, you know, Dwayne Johnson can do no wrong for the time being. Uh, Kevin Hart, you know, he's funny. And then, again, just to get John Krasinski as uh, Clark Kent Superman and then Keanu Reeves back. Oh, my God. It's going to be too much. Um, Black Adam, originally supposed to come out uh, December 22nd, 2021. Got delayed to July 29th, 2022. Now got delayed to October 21st, uh, 2022. So that one will be coming out this year. As you can see, Super Pets took over that date. Again, another film starring uh, Dwayne Johnson. Uh, looks to be really good. Uh, I'm really excited for Black Adam. I'm not too much in, like, I don't know too much of the of the lore, but I know, like, Shazam and Black Adam kind of go hand in hand. They're usually like rivals and stuff like that. They kind of have almost a similar suit. Um, you know, they come from like the same type of power, I guess, if you will. Um, again, I'm not too familiar with Shazam or Black Adam and Shazam for that matter. Uh, I need to do a little more research on them as far as like the comic mythos and stuff like that. But um, I'm really excited to see what this film is going to be about, how it's going to play out. Um, and honestly, I'm really excited for any w, uh, DC film just to see what's going on. Um, followed by them for this year is speaking of Black Adam and Shazam, Shazam Fury of the Gods. The sequel to Shazam is finally coming out. Uh, this movie was originally supposed to come out in April 1st of 2022, got delayed to November 4th, 2022, then got delayed to June 2nd, 2023, and then got moved back up to December 16th, 2022. So we will get this one at the end of the year. Um, couple things with this one so for one i'm excited to see shazam i think it makes sense for it to come out um either before or after black adam um because i don't know if there's gonna be any continuity or anything but just because of the likeness of the characters in a sense like i said just a little while ago i think that'd be pretty interesting to see um and it's been like forever since the first shazam came out um so this one's well, well overdue. Really excited to see what they're going to do here. That December 16 date, though, that is interesting. Because if you didn't know, on that same day, Avatar 2 is coming out. 
You heard me right. Avatar 2. They're still making Avatar 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. I don't know how many James Cameron wants to do. But um, apparently Avatar 2 is still supposed to come out this year on December 16th. So um, it's going to be very interesting for those two films to come out at the same time. Truthfully, I do want to say Avatar 2 just because, honestly, curiosity. That's really all it is. Um, I'm not a fan of the first one. Um, when it did first come out, um, the 3D technology was still kind of like in its people learning curve, um, which 3D ended up dying. But it was really amazing seeing that movie in 3D. Um, the visuals are fantastic. I will always give that movie prop with the visuals, and especially if you saw it in 3D. I saw it in 3D IMAX, and it blew my mind away. It was amazing at that point in time, the technology and how video and everything looked. It was top notch, but the story, you know, that was a whole nother thing, dude. You know, story was just horrendous. It just felt like a lot of things mashed together. Overall, Pocahontas Gone with the Wind meets like aliens slash Halo slash, I guess, dinosaurs, (laughs) you know, because the. Those bird things that they, I don't know. That movie was just really weird. I don't know. But, I mean, it's a good movie. Don't get me wrong. It's an enjoyable movie. It's just, it's too familiar to a lot of things. And it just kind of, like, I just prefer if they just, like, like, if he just made a Halo movie, you know? Or if he just came out and said, James Cameron just came out and said, like, yeah, I totally copied Pocahontas and Gone with the Wind. That's what I was going for. But the fact that he like denies it and he tries to make it like it's this epic thing, like the hype that it has is I, I don't buy into the hype. You know, it's like the highest grossing movie of all time. I mean, dude even had to release it again when Avengers Endgame beat it as the number one movie worldwide. And he's like, oh, I can't have that. So I better release my movie, you know, and get some snickle fritz. And there you go. Now it's back again, the number one movie. I guarantee you he'll do it again. So whatever but the fact that this dude wants to make so many more of these avatar films it's just like hmm hmm we'll see so i am curious i will watch it i will see it in theaters so don't get me wrong i'm not gonna sit here and say oh i'm not gonna see the movie but i will see shazam first on opening weekend (laughs) i would love to support a comic book movie over his movie because he's a hater on the comic book movies james cameron so i'll be like yeah i'm gonna watch a comic book movie first I'll watch Shazam first. And then Avatar. I'll try to watch it on a Monday or something. (laughs) Or the following week. Well, maybe not. It's Christmas time, so we'll see. So that leaves the two movies that I mentioned earlier that DC announced for 2022. The Batman, Black Adam, Aquaman, and Flash. Those two movies got bumped into next year. So Aquaman 2 and The Lost Kingdom was supposed to be our November 16th, 2022 film. Or I'm sorry, not November, December 16th. Um, got delayed to March 17th, 2023. See, that would have been cool too. Like Aquaman to release the same day as Avatar. Because Aquaman, I mean, Avatar 2, from my understanding, it's going to be heavily focused like underwater. Like James Cameron is using new technology and new ways to film underwater and blah, blah, blah. So it would have been kind of interesting to see, you know, Avatar, which is focused on underwater, and then Aquaman. You know what I mean? 
<laughs> and I'm like, oh, it's kind of like, you know, when we got Armageddon and Deep Impact, it's the same thing. <laughs> it's the theme. But now we don't have that. That kind of sucks. Because I would have loved to see Aquaman before Avatar 2. But that one releases uh, March 17, 2023. So we'll have to wait till next year for Aquaman. And then The Flash. Jesus, this movie. What the hell? This was supposed to be the year of the Batman. We were supposed to have, you know, Robert Pattinson as Batman. Keanu Reeves as Batman. Ben Affleck as Batman. Michael Keaton as Batman. We're supposed to have, what, five Batmans. But four Batmans. I don't know. That sucks. I'm sad. This movie's been delayed so many times. It's supposed to come out March 23, 2018. Then it got pushed up March 16, 2018. Then got delayed July 1st, 2022. Then got pushed up June 3rd, 2022. Then got pushed back November 4th, 2022. Then got pushed back again June 23rd, 2023. So that's when The Flash comes out. Literally more than a year from now. So that sucks. I mean, and again, I think it's because I think they're just holding out. I don't think they wanted to release so many Batmans and you know, you can't, I mean, DC doesn't have a lot of films going on and they're going to release four big ones in one year. I mean, they're not Marvel. They can't pull that off. They don't have another four big movies coming out the following year or anything like that. So I guess it only makes sense that they, they split uh, those up, you know, and they're all like at the end of the year too. So it's like, oh, is there anything coming out at the end of the year? Like, do we got any competition? You know? No, we're good. All right, let's just push them as far as we can. I mean, Black Adam, October, December, Shazam. Next year, March, Aquaman. And then June next year, Flash. Like, again, Warner Brothers says it's because of visual effects. They need more time. And I'm just like, nah, I don't buy it. There's always something else. And who knows? I don't really know what's going on with DC. Like, they can have standalone movies. They can do all that good stuff. I think it's I think it's great. I mean, the Batman's great for it to be on its own. I mean, sure, I love the continuity stuff, but they've they don't have the resources and the right people to micromanage all that. You know, Marvel does, and let them do that. Like, that's fine with their mold. You know, their shared universes and all that nonsense. Like, let Marvel handle that. They got it. They got it locked. DC just. Just try to just try to make a good movie. Just tell a good story, make a good movie, be dark, be different. You don't have to be like Marvel. That's why I love the Batman. It's like totally not a Marvel movie. It's a complete opposite, and it feels like a DC film. You know, it's dark. Um, you know, the themes are pretty close to home for some people, and uh, and it was a great story. The length, you know, three hours. I love the length. Everyone keeps saying oh, it could have been a shorter. I'm like, yes, but. I think there was a lot of exposition in there just to really impact everything else. And I think it was well fit. I mean, honestly, I could, like my personal opinion, I could probably trim 15 minutes and you'll be all right. But maybe, yeah, maybe 15 minutes. But either way, I think it was well, well fitted. I loved him. I love the Batman. It was a good movie. I'm excited for what's to come. Um, but anyways, We'll see what DC does um, because the flash is supposed to, you know, and that was, and that was the other thing too. I think they've delayed the flash because we already, Marvel was already going to be entering the multiverse stuff. You know, they did it with Spider-Man and now they're going to do it a lot more with Dr. Strange. 
And that's what the Flash's movies heavily involved. So they're probably like, oh, I don't want to release all this too early. And, you know, and probably they're letting Marvel do their thing so people can really understand it. They get, they, you know, people can understand the concept of the multiverse. You know, Spider-Man uh, uh, Into the Spider-Verse was a really good introduction to those that don't know anything about the multiverse. Um, Spider-Man No Way Home kind of gave us somewhat. And then uh, we'll see how Doctor Strange handles it. So by then... You know, whatever far-fetched thing DC does with the Flash, you know, it'd be pretty, like, most people be like, okay, I kind of get it, yeah, because I've seen, you know, these these things do it already, so. I don't know, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'm excited, though. I'm really excited for the DC films. I know they don't, they get a lot of flack, a lot. I mean, just reading some of the negative reviews and opinions of the Batman is hilarious to me. Some of, some of them are just like, Phew. Okay, so, but anyways, so that was the update with the DC films. Um, we'll see what happens. Um, uh, hopefully, they don't change anymore. Hopefully, this is it. I mean, some of these movies had more than three changes, and oh god, like you got to stop. I mean, Flash one, two, three, four, five, six ch- release date changes. Jesus. Um, so we'll see. I think they're. They delayed these to add a couple extra scenes. They're gonna they're gonna really get something going, but we'll see what happens. So let's talk about Disney Plus, man. Disney Plus, Marvel, Disney Plus this is really trying to up things up. So starting tomorrow, um, all the Netflix shows, Marvel shows, are going to be on Disney Plus. Um, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, Luke Cage, Punisher, and Defenders. They're all going to be on Disney uh, on Disney Plus. That's going to be exciting. Um, they will be, at least they're telling us, they will be in, enti- in its entirety. No post-edits or anything like that. So none of the uh, graphic content is going to be uh, removed or tamed down. Um, Disney Plus will be launching a parental settings feature on Disney plus tomorrow or maybe later tonight. Um, so the next time you sign into Disney plus again at midnight or t- tomorrow, whatever, it'll probably give you like this whole little warning and a whole little, like look what's new type of thing. Um, and yeah, these, all these shows are going to be on there and uh, I'm pumped. I'm extremely pumped. Um, because those are really good shows. And as long as, again, as long as they're, how they were on Netflix and fantastic because daredevil is a great, great show. Um, Punisher, you know, and then it trickles down, you know, um, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, those are pretty good. Defenders is all right. And then iron fist was, was, was okay. Um, but, uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what they do. I mean, we already seen, uh, spoiler alerts. If you haven't seen Hawkeye or, um, Spider-Man, no way home again, spoiler alerts on some characters that appeared in Hawkeye and Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, Matt Murdock, Daredevil, appears, the same actor, appears in uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. Very exciting to see that. It's just a quick little snippet. There's supposed to be an extended deleted scene that I was excited to watch, but it's not in the digital copy just yet. So we'll see what happens there with more content of uh, Matt Murdock. And then in Hawkeye... You learn that, um, again, spoilers, if you haven't seen Hawkeye, but the big bad in Hawkeye is, uh, or working in the backgrounds is Kingpin. 
you know, Wilson Fisk, same actor as uh, Vincent D'Ofrino from uh, the Daredevil show. So we have Netflix, Wilson Fisk, Kingpin, and Netflix, Daredevil, Matt Murdock in the MCU. So I'm really excited to see what happens there. Um, I hope with the inclusion of these Netflix shows and the content that they are, this might be finally the path or the, the door to open for Marvel to start going a little bit on the mature side of things. And I find it interesting that they release, you know, they require and, you know, show all these Netflix shows and the content that it is before Moon Knight releases. Now, I'm not saying that Moon Knight is going to be, you know, next level brutal content like the Daredevil or anything like that. But I don't know, maybe, maybe we'll see them push the envelope a little bit. Um, I mean, uh, Moon Knight releases March 30th and it's just interesting, like almost two weeks prior, they bring the Netflix shows and we have this parental settings and all this stuff. So I kind of feel like there's might be a little bit of intent there because they did say like Moon Knight, they didn't hold back and uh, it's one of their darkest shows and whatever that means. Again, saying something is dark nowadays has so much meaning um or let me rephrase that saying some dark in media and stuff like that it's very vague let's put it that way because you know some people can be like no it's literally dark it's just everything's dark <laughs> you know or it could be like no it's dark in in tone or it's dark in themes or it's dark in in comedy it's dark in you know the the content it's very graphic you know like so it's very it, it, you can't when someone says oh it's it's our darkest show ever it's like mm, what does that mean i don't know what that means it means a lot of things so um i'm very excited to see how moon knight pans out um i can't wait for the show they show the last uh trailer it's gonna be six episodes so kind of like a kind of like a movie i don't know how long each episode is gonna be um disney plus has been very inconsistent with their shows um some shows, some episodes of like from Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett to all the Marvel shows that they've done. It's like some shows are 20 minutes, some are 30, some are 40, some are an hour. And it's like, and like every show has like, oh, it's 45 minutes wrong. It's like 30 minutes, but like 15 minutes of credits or some nonsense. So that's one thing I hope Disney Plus like cleans up and just make consistency. Like if you're going to make these shows, like make them all the same, you know? either 45 minutes every single episode or, or not, or, you know, don't do it <laughs> or not, but like, what are you gonna do about it? It's just, I don't know. It's just kind of annoying. Like you, when you watch a show, and you're like, Oh, I waited a whole week to watch it. I can't stand waiting a week to watch stuff. I'm yeah, first world problems. Right. I want to binge it right away. And, um, I waited a whole week just to watch 20 minutes of filler. It didn't even progress the story. So, excuse me. So we'll see six episodes for Moon Knight, but um, I'm really excited. I'm really excited to see how these shows are going to pan out. Another show that they're bringing to Disney Plus tomorrow from Marvel is the ABC Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I never finished watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I think I watched like the first, maybe the first whole season or just the first few episodes, but I might give it a binge. I don't know. I didn't really get into it. It didn't hook me in. My brother's told me like it's good. It picks up and actually a variety of people told me it picks up down the road, but I kind of hate the fact that it's like, well, just give it like, you know, almost the entire season to get into it. Cause season two really, it's like, no, 
that's stupid. Like, make the show good from the beginning. <laughs> it's I don't know. It's kind of annoying. Like, what kind of what kind of pitch is that? Like, hey, we're gonna make a show. It's gonna be, uh, you know, the first season is gonna, you know, it's gonna be all right. But I guarantee you, the second season is gonna be great. Like, what? Sorry to pick up my coaster. It was like attached to my cup. <clears throat> so, anyways. Sorry that the heen is like sitting in the back of my throat. Jesus. Hold on one second. I'm going to mute this for a minute. Oh, sorry about that. I had a cough. <laughs> Anyways. So, um, so yeah, we got those. And then they released today the first trailer of Miss Marvel. Again, another character I'm not too, too familiar. Um, I'm semi-familiar in some of like the guest appearances is made in the comics uh, and some of the video games. Kamala Khan, I believe it's the, uh, I believe she's a Paki, Pakistanian. Let me, let me find out. So I think it's interesting, you know, adding more diversity um, to Marvel. Um, not being forced, of course. It's uh, you know part of the character, the story, and everything. It's not like they change the whole character, um, you know, origin or anything like that. Um, do 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 do. I I want to say I want to say it's Pakistanian. The first character. Um, nationality but anyways um it looks interesting i know a lot of people are kind of but oh by the way i'm gonna go back to the netflix thing in a second because some i just triggered my head with content um i know uh, i know a lot of people were uh there's a lot of early opinions out there that they're hating on it because you know kamala khan as far as i'm familiar she has the ability to like stretch out like her her body, like make her hand big and whatnot, kind of like Mister Fantastic from the Fantastic Four. Um, but in this, in the trailer, we see her get like this bracelet that she puts on. We'll find out the origin of that. But you know, she has similar power and ability, kind of like Captain Marvel, which makes sense though because um, the Marvels is gonna have, um, you know, obviously Captain Marvel. It'll have Miss Marvel. Uh, Kamala Khan, and then um, what's her name from? Uh, oh my God, I can't even think. From Wanda, as what was her name? Monica Rambeau as um. God, I am really drawing blanks today, guys. My apologies. Um, Proton or something like that. I don't know. Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> Anyways, they're they're going to be all in there. We'll see how that story pans out, but um. I don't know. It looked, it looked cool. They had a cool, it played it to uh blinding lights the weekend. It was a cool, uh, it was pretty cool. It was like, it, honestly, you know what? It's like Spider-Man. It reminded me of like Spider-Man cause she's like in high school or something like that, you know, dealing with young age stuff and then parents and stuff like that, the coming of age type of story. But, um, I don't know. I, I think, I think it'd be interesting. I think it's gonna be cool. Not just for, you know, you know, a different nationality, a character, but also like, you know, a female character. And I think just really just for, you know, 
young, young, oh my God, I'm going to say young people, but God, that makes me sound so old. The kids. <laughs> it's good for the kids, a superhero they can relate to and, and grow up with. Um, I do feel this show is going to get a lot of flack because of, um, you know, the culture and, and, and what they're, what they're doing in this. I feel a lot of people are going to try to be PC about it and like kind of, kind of put it like on a pedestal because of it too. Like, I don't know. Like that's something that's concerning me. And honestly, let me rephrase that. It doesn't really concern me. I don't give a, I don't give a damn about other people, what they think about stuff. Like for me, you know, I'm open to everything. Like I support everyone, everything, how you live your life, all that jazz. I don't care. As long as you're happy, then fantastic. You know, so I'm going to enjoy the show, what it is. It's, you know, a comic book show. I appreciate, you know, you know, it's kind of like when I watch, um, uh, Jack Ryan, the TV show with John Kaczynski, the first season, it's kind of sad, man. It makes you feel like the quote unquote terrorist in the, in the, in the show. And that's first season. Like you feel bad. Like it's about the two brothers. You got to watch the show, but like the two brothers, you know, some stuff happens to them and you know, they're from the middle East and then, you know, leads them to the path of, uh, of wanting to, you know, become to commit some terrorist acts. And, uh, but the, the show does such a good job, like actually give, making them human, giving them the feel, the relatability and, and the care. And, uh, it's um it's crazy because there's moments in the show where I feel bad for them, you know they're quote unquote the the bad guys, but it, the show really does a good job at balancing out like really showing their cause as to why they're doing it. So I don't know. It's it's I love seeing things like that. It's another perspective, and I think it's important that people can try when a media, TV show, film, what have you, tries to do that with the intent of their story that you respect it and go with it try to immerse yourself into that scenario really you know kind of eliminate your opinions and values of certain things to kind of try and relate and like hey if i were in their shoes that's what i would do that makes sense um so that's why i'm really excited to see what miss marvel does um this is why i love the first season of jack ryan because um, they did a really good job with that. And uh, hell, even that's why I like Batman. Because that's what I did with the Batman. I really immerse yourself into the world of Gotham. And the world of of, of uh, Robert Pattinson's portrayal of Bruce slash Batman. Like, that's when you know the media of a film or TV show or what have you did a good job. When you can feel the characters that and the stories that they're telling you and put yourself in their situation and their shoes. And how would you, how would you react to it and make it personable? That's the, that's the stuff I love. I love that, you know? Yeah, sure. It's always great to just say, explosions, Michael Bay do, you know, 1080 spins of the camera. And you look at these transformers and, you know, here comes Dom with his Dodge charger and, Fast and the Furious and we're family and you know, that stuff is fun too. But if you can really get, you know, sucked in to what they're trying to tell you and what, and what the story is, I think that's when it's most effective. So anyways, that kind of just came out of nowhere, but 
that's how I that's how I view Miss Marvel. So a lot of people are kind of hating on it. You know, her powers aren't right. You know, the actress. Um, you know, uh, you know, they're already starting to create misinformed narratives. Um, like I saw one because you know you see them praying. I think it's in a mosque, and they're you know they're praying, and the over uh, narration of the of the trailer when they're showing that scene, it's like. Kamala's explaining how she's like, you know, I have to get out of my fantasy world. And it just, you know, and, they're, and the guy was like, oh, it's playing over that. Like, they're making fun of religion. And I'm like, first off, she says that after that scene in the trailer. Secondly, that is totally not their intent. And for you to grasp that, like, stop. Just stop. So that's the kind of stuff that upsets me. I don't lose any sleep over it, but it upsets me. <laughs> So, anyways, I'm excited. Um, yes, so uh, here it is. Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel, is a 16-year-old Muslim Pakistan-American from Jersey City. Oh, my God, out of all that, Jersey City. I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm not from the East Coast. So I, don't, I just know everyone always hates on Jersey for whatever reason. Maybe I got to be there to find out. Anyways, I don't know. That's good. I do expect to see a cameo from uh, Captain Marvel. Um if not, that'd be a missed opportunity. But depending on the story, would make sense. So we'll see how it goes. I'm really excited to see uh, this film and uh, or this show. And that's going to be six episodes, just like Moon Knight. I think that's kind of the norm now. They're going back to just six episodes instead of like eight or ten. Um, but I'm really excited to see how the show turns out. I was going back to the Netflix thing and content because, you know, as, you know, people started to realize that these Netflix shows are coming to Disney plus it started to get really funny to me because everyone was complaining. And I've said this in um, before, maybe in my old podcast, um, you know, I used to work at GameStop. So, you know, selling video games and, uh, and whatnot. uh, It was always fun when you're selling to an underage and it's like a mature rated game. I love, uh, I love really emphasizing specific content because i will literally read the back of a case and express everything that's on there so um with the netflix shows you know a lot of people were were concerned about the content like oh my god you can't have this type of content like this is not disney this is not like i'm gonna ban like i'm not gonna watch disney plus if they put this on there but they were really focused on i believe it was luke cage and jessica jones those two episodes because there's a lot of sex scenes in those, like, you see some pretty gnarly, and eh, n- nothing crazy, you know, it's like, you know, it's like HBO or Showtime. It's not Cinemax. <laughs> Cinemax uh, content, but, I mean, you still see the sex. It's there. And it's funny because that's what, like, most people are concerned about. Like, I can't have this. You know, my kids can't be seeing this. Like, I can't believe you're putting this, you know, smut on here, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just sitting there like, bruh. And, like, it was funny because, like, in the, in the things some people point out, it's like, bro, like, you do realize, like, Daredevil is, like, violent as hell. Like, you literally see Wilson Fisk, like, smash a dude's head with a car door till it's, like, fully gone. Decapitates him. Like, it's bad. It's brutal. And they were more focused. And, and again, going back to my, you know, little tie-in with working at GameStop, you know, to sell games like Grand Theft Auto or whatever, 
and you'd be like telling the parents like, Hey, this game's mature rated for blood, gore, violence, strong language, drugs, this and this. And they're like, it's fine. He plays it all the time. It's fine. But then you'd be like, okay, it also has nudity, strong sexual content. And they're like, wait, 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 wait. What are you talking about nudity? What, what now? I go, yeah, you literally can pick up a woman of the night into your car and go in an alley and as Will Smith put it gently, get jiggy with it. <laughs> and they're like, no, Mm-mm. you cannot have this game. It's no, that's unacceptable. And it just like goes, I don't know what it is. It just always makes me laugh. Is, I mean, is sex that bad? Nudity and sex really that bad where we could have today's youth watch people get mutilated, tortured, beaten up, bloody, gory, decapitated, limbs cut off. We can see people do drugs like there's no tomorrow. Be this bad influence, but the moment you see some some titties, it's game over, you know? Or the, you know, dance of sex. You don't really see it, but it's like, it's not like you're watching porno, you know? But I mean, even then, it's like, really? Like, that's that's where we draw the line? With today's youth or what's unacceptable content is literally someone, you know, just making, you know, having sex. It just blows my mind. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like there's moments where I'm, 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 uh, I'm, uh, you know, I'm watching something and something pops up with my, you know, I'm watching with my kids or whatever. Oh, at least my eight year old, my, at 13, I don't really care anymore. <laughs> I mean, here's my thing. I'm I'm always, I'm in the, as far as a parent, parenting goes, I mean, maybe I'm a bad parent, whatever. I don't care. For me, it's just like, listen, at some point in their life, they're going to know about it. And when they know about it, just have those conversations. You know, have, be transparent, be real. Like, I'm not going to fabricate things. So that's just the stuff that kind of threw, it, it really throws throws me off like we're, we can we can show all the bad things in the world that's okay doesn't matter but the moment nudity or sex is involved <laughs> game over can't do it like that's the end of the world I know it's not the right time probably bad taste but Whenever we do wars, I know there's one going on right now and, you know, hearts felt for uh, everyone in the Ukraine and all that stuff. But instead of using bombs or anything, just, just, f- just throw nudie mags everywhere. That's going to stop. I mean, as far as in America goes, that's what's going to stop people. Just throw some, throw some porno mags everywhere and so it's okay. Nope. <laughs> Game over. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. I don't know. It's always got me, man. It's always got me. It's hilarious to me. Um, So the last thing, uh, Disney Plus, is Obi-Wan Kenobi got the first teaser trailer for this. I'm excited for this show. Um, Star Wars, Obi-Wan. I'm really pumped for this show. Um. And at the same time, I'm a little bit irritated. 
And no, it's not because some of these uh, characters that are in the move in the show don't look like how they look in the cartoon or whatever. I don't give a crap about that. Although I do agree with the Grand Inquisitor because we see the Grand Inquisitor in the show in the trailer. If you see, he doesn't look anything like he looks. I'm pretty sure the same character. How he looks in the uh, Star Wars uh, Clone Wars or Star Wars Rebels. I think it was Rebels. He doesn't look anything like him. but And I get it, though. It's like, that's fine. I don't care about that. I guess the problem I have is that his species, that the Grand Inquisitors, I don't know what it is. I, I can, I mean, I can try to Google it as I'm speaking uh, to you guys. Um, I, my, biggest, my biggest issue is that we've already seen this species live action in episode three of, uh, of Star Wars. And that's where it's a little bit of a problem for me because it's like we've already seen how they look in live action, but yet the show, Obi-Wan, couldn't replicate that. So, that's weird. It just, like, why couldn't he look like, how, like... At that point, it's like, why? for one, why couldn't you make him look like how he looked live action? But then two, if you did do that, you'd be able to make him look like the show. And I don't know if it was because of whatever actor they got. They wanted to make sure the actor looks the way he looks. But so his species is a, how the heck do you pronounce this? Um, a pawn, pawn, pawn. That's P-A-U colon A-N. Anyways, they're from the planet Utapa. So if you've seen episode three, um, when Obi-Wan goes to the Utapa system or planet, whatever they call it, to track uh, General Grievous, he's uh, one of the guys that meets them. One of their species meets them at the, um, where he lands his ship and he's like, you know, he's here, he's holding us captive. And he's like, okay. And then he turns around and he says, they're bringing back up. And he's like, oh, he didn't say. So that's who that character is supposed to be. So if you remember that episode three, that character specifically, Google it, if you will. And then you look at the picture of the Grand Inquisitor from the show, um, Star Wars Rebels. And then you look at how the Grand Inquisitor looks in um, Obi-Wan there's like a major disconnect. <laughs> so, but anyways, that's not my issue with the show. That's not my issue with the, my irritation. I mean, yeah, it's a little kind of like, eh, I guess you could have fixed it. It's kind of like the Sonic when Sonic first released and you're like, uh, that's how Sonic looks. And then, you know, Universal went back and fixed it. So maybe Disney will do that. I don't know. I don't think so. We'll just accept what it is. The issue I'm having with this. So if you watch the show, the show takes place. It looks like, because you do see Luke, and Luke is either 8 or 10. Kind of hard to tell. So 8 to 10 years after um, episode 3, but then also before Rebels, because the Inquisitors are still involved. My big gripe with all this is that the more and more content that uh, Lucasfilm continues to make, especially if it has to do... Um, before the original trilogy. It, it's kind of. It kind of makes me want to 
pretend that the original trilogy visually doesn't exist. Like I've never seen it before. The stories can still live because obviously the stories are fine, but it's just, and I'm not just talking about, well, it's kind of the stories It's because the more and more content they're adding, the more and more it just doesn't add up. And in a short period of time, like everything changes, like it's just, it's bothersome to me. Um, for example, when Rogue One, you, at the end of the film, you see that Darth Vader scene, the epic scene that everyone loves. Now, don't get me wrong. I love it too. That's I've always wanted to see Vader like that. At the same time, I hate that scene so much. I love it a lot and I hate it so much. And let me tell you why. It's I love it because it's just epic. It's just ruthless, badass Vader. The reason I hate it is because it literally takes place just before a new hope. And so when a new hope happens, you just see him trolling into the ship, you know, his hands on his waist, like, hey, princess, where are the plans? <laughs> you know, where's everything? I don't know why it sounds like that, but <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and he's never ruthless. He's never like, you don't see that, that ruthlessness of Jedi, of using the saber, of using the force and all that, like ever again in episode four, five and six. So it's, it's just so out of place to me. It just, it, I think it's like, like, I feel like they need to show like Vader, get his ass kicked badly, like maybe five years, three years before a new hope to really just kind of show how he like, okay, you know what? I had to take a step back. I can't be as ruthless as I have been because it's a bit reckless. So I need to take a different approach and just kind of, be like this intimidating foe and when i need to I'll, I'll get down but like nah i'm just gonna be chill so and then that would make sense to me like okay that makes sense why you know you don't see him as ruthless and powerful as he as he has been and um in all these previous things leading up to the original trilogy but the fact that you see it literally like him do that and then it's like okay like an hour later or 30 minutes later he catches up to the to the was it the yavin ship or whatever and gets princess leia like what like what so that's a big problem with me and so and then the same thing happens with like the mandalorian and book of boba fett like i love everything i'm seeing i love everything that's going on like okay well we saw luke skywalker he looks amazing this and that but then it's like yeah but in 30 years or 20 years or whatever time goes by he's gonna be an old fart and live on an island drinking milk from this tits of a weird ass animal and hate everybody and not want to be a Jedi. Like, because I know what happens, like, I don't even want to, I don't even want to know what this journey there, it's kind of stupid now, kind of ruined it for me. And that's why I don't like the original, the, the new, the sequel trilogy, because it kind of just, and then it takes me back to the prequels. And the reason I love the prequels a lot is because they had so much lore. They were, they were, this might piss people off, but I feel the prequels were more Star Wars than Star Wars. You know, they just had so much lore. They built so much stuff. Like we knew, we knew what the end was going to be, but it did it in such a great way of telling the story that. It, it it wasn't like we weren't going to be like, oh, my God, like I already know what's going to happen. Like we know the end, of, you know, the, the whole point of the prequels ultimately is the story of Anakin Skywalker. 
that's really what it is. Skywalker Vader, like those six movies, it's all about Anakin Skywalker and Darth Vader. And with the prequels, we got a lot more insight though. We got more Obi-Wan. We got more of the Jedi order, more Yoda, more of the Sith. You know, you, you, you learn a lot more and they, and they kind of set a lot of strings. They set up a lot of strings for us so we can pull them later. And that's why when you get the clone wars cartoon rebels, it's amazing. This is some of the greatest star Wars content. And then, you know, even, um, like the game Jedi fallen order, which leads me to Obi-Wan because one of the coolest things that was introduced in, uh, rebels or clone wars. I can't remember which one they all blend together at this point, but is that they, uh, the dark lords of the Sith, you know, Vader and Emperor, the Sith masters, they implement this um, Grand Inquisitor and and like this brotherhood of of uh, of Sith, you know, or not even Sith, just really um, force wielders to help aid them in hunting Jedi and purging the remaining Jedi. And it's such an interesting concept, and I'm so excited to see it more in the show Obi Wan. But again. At some point, somewhere, they all get eliminated. Something happens to all of them because you don't hear anything about them in the original trilogy. And I get it. The original trilogy was made in the 70s. Nobody ever knew all this stuff was going to happen there. But that's why it's always been a problem for me. It's like, you know what? We just need to get away from the original trilogy. We need to just go away from it. Like either go far back in the past or go way, way in the future. We can tell a couple offshoot stories here and there um, that tie back to the original trilogy, but you got to make sure it, the story ties back to the original trilogy, meaning you can't add too much stuff because it's not going to make sense. So I'm excited to see more of these Inquisitors and the, the fifth sister, second sister, seventh sister, all these sister and brothers. You know, it's like this little legion. You know, these are people that were force sensitive and the Sith, you know, Emperor and, and, um, Vader got a hold of and then he like turned them to be, you know, basically just agents of Sith, not necessarily actual Sith people. Um, and it's just, like I said, it's just very interesting to me. And now we're going to get more in Obi-Wan. And I'm just like, mm, is he going to kill them all? Because some, I mean, if you watch rebels, cause and this is how I know that the show takes place. Obi-Wan takes place before rebels because rebels more focuses on those inquisitors and all that stuff and um what you might call it the outcome of some of these characters you their fate you see it happen in rebels so the fact that the grand inquisitor is in obi-wan tells me that this takes place before rebels and rebels is a really good show um so again, it's just, mm, we'll see. I mean, I'm really curious to see what they're going to do and how it's going to pan out. But it's just, again, the more and more they try to build in, because episode three to episode four is 18 years, if that. That's a short period of time. I mean, it's it's a long period of time, but at the same time, it's also a short period of time. So, I don't know. We'll see what they do. And that's why they're saying this is only going to be six episodes. It's just a, you know, mini series, um, you know, one off. They are contemplating about a second season, but I think they should just not 
do that. Just make a good show. And this show has been like in, it's gone through so much stuff, man. Um, and then Vader's going to appear. That's going to be cool. Again, I'm excited, but at the same time, you know, they say Vader and Obi-Wan are supposed to fight. So I don't know, man. I mean, again, I just have to wait and see, but there's just, there's just a lot of little things where I'm just like, mm, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see how it pans out. I know it's going to be epic. I'm sure it's going to have some cool moments like Mandalorian and, and uh book of Boba Fett, but uh, it's just, again, anything that has to go back to the original trilogy, I'm just, I'm over it. I'm over that original trilogy. I love the original trilogy. I love those stories, you know, new hope empire return. Like they're great, but I think we just need to move on. And I, that's what I was hoping with the sequel trilogy, but no, they had to do fan service nostalgia and pff, look where that took us. You know, I just feel like we need to move on for these characters. It's okay for other actors to portray these characters. We can have someone else be Leia. We can have someone else be Han. I know we had it already. We can have someone else be, you know, Luke. It's fine. That's why I solo. I need to give it another shot. I've only watched it once. I never. I didn't really hate on it. Um, but I need to give it another shot. I kind of feel like this somehow Obi Wan will connect to Solo. And that's the thing I love about the prequels too, is like, there's just so much lore and and they keep going back to it. A lot of like the Mandalorian stuff, guess a lot of references were from guess what? The Clone Wars, Star Wars Rebels, because there's so much rich Star Wars content there that it's not always about Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, Princess Leia, like their stories are done. It's over. Now, don't get me wrong, I would love to see some more Luke story after Return of Jedi, like kind of the tidbits we've got, but at the same time, it's like, I don't really want to see it because I already know where it goes. Unless they somehow eliminate the seek the Force Awakens and all that nonsense, then maybe we'll be good, but I don't know. I just think they need to, they just need to get away from all of it. Just make an all new original Star Wars thing. You know? Mandalorian's great because it had nothing to do in the beginning. It wasn't really too much connected to the original trilogy. I'll bit some like, you know, just some minor things here and there, references or Easter eggs, but now it's starting to get like a little too close and it's like, mm, we'll see. I mean, it's a little more closer to Clone Wars or Star Wars Rebels, but you know, with the Soka coming out and uh, all that stuff. But I don't know. Overall, my first reaction to the trailer was um, it was good. I'm really excited for it. Um, I can't wait to see it. Um, but it's just continuity stuff. It, it's really throwing me off. But again, I'm going to I'm going to go into it as a standalone thing um, lives on its own. Or if anything, it, it's continues from Rebels or um, Clone Wars Episode three and just kind of pretend like the original trilogy is not a thing um, while I'm watching it. Um, I think that's the best way I can appreciate the show because if I'm going to have that in the back of my head, like, nah, dude, like after this show, somehow you age very rapidly, Obi-Wan. And next thing you know, you're just a hermit, you know, watching some kid like a perv. (laughs) 
We'll see. But um but yeah. Obi-Wan Kenobi, May 25th. It's the day Star Wars premiered, the original film. At first I thought it was a missed opportunity to not do it on May 4th. May the 4th be with you. But um, realizing that May 25th is when Star Wars premiered, I think that's a better date. You know, what is that, 20, 30, 40, 42 years? Right? 40th anniversary? When Star Wars going? 1970? No, 50? Holy crap. Is it really 50? Man. Yeah, I think it's 50 years. 52 years. That's crazy. Let me just make sure that Star Wars came out. It's 1970. No, 77. Okay, I was going to say, man, 70. That's very impressive. <laughs> um, Jesus. So, nineteen seventy. so 45 years. Holy smokes. So, 45th anniversary of Star Wars, Obi-Wan comes out. That's very fitting. I love that. It's all crazy. That's all like savages of, of franchises. Uh, anyways. I was going to say something else right now, but I totally spaced out. Oh, yeah. Tickets for Star Wars Celebration in Anaheim went on sale. I think today, again, they're probably sold out. But uh, Star, Star Wars Celebration Anaheim is happening this year. So if you got tickets, congratulations. If you haven't, you can try to get some. But um, a little pricey. I don't really, I would love to go, but I'm just like, yeah. We'll see what they do. But anyways, Disney Plus got some good stuff. DC Films got delayed. That's terrible. Get your tickets for Morbius, Sonic 2. And then uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. So with that, I'll see you guys later.